Yo, entrepreneurs! thanks for tuning into the podcast. This is the place to help you start and build a disruptive brand and impact the universe. You're locked into the grind where we give you the inside track, the what goes on behind the scenes while we start our new business. Hopefully you'll learn what it takes to launch a successful brand as we share our learnings with you. I'm Matt Thorne, aka Sketchy Media. I'm Phil Kemish, aka Phil Kemish. And I'm Nish Solanke, just Nish Solanke. On this week's episode, we are talking all things The Pivot. We're just going through it right now in our new business, so stay tuned to find out what's going on. And if there's anything we didn't cover or you'd like to learn, drop us your questions and we'll be sure to answer them. Let's get right into it. Pivot! This is the grind, and indeed, we have been grinding many gears. Shit's been happening, things have been changing, tears are being shed, blood is being... Spilt. Spilt. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't rhyme that one. That's why I didn't take up a Where the bar's gone? Where the bar's gone? That's why I didn't pursue my career as an MC. Rusty. MC Sketchy does come out once in a while. Um, when we do the late night grind, we'll have to we'll have to we'll have to get him a couple of whiskeys, and we'll be able to watch. We'll, him we'll start. Bar we'll do the bar. intro. We we'll have to rhyme the whole intro to the podcast. I I did get a bit of those bars out in Cannes on one of the nights. I don't know if you remember on one did of the you? nights there was a lot of hip hop on, and I was to say, Matty spit something. <laughs> did I know? Yeah, oh did. shit! <laughs> we we went there. So we've just we've just gone back from Cannes. We were at the Cannes Tan. Well, at least me and Nish do. That's but, our uh, excuse for no podcast last week. Yeah. It's Cannes' fault. It's the Rosé's fault. Nish. Is pink still with uh, with, with rosé? You got you got. I'm normally the one that goes pink. But we did. This was the most productive can. So we actually did some interviews, which will be coming out later on in the podcast with some really interesting people. Um, but this week we're going to follow on from our last week's talk about pivoting. Yeah. Pivot. So so just so in in the last episode we were talking about the kind of fundamentals and essentials that you need in a business. And I think they were like very. You know, kind of need a lawyer, you need to know what your brand name is, you need to have an idea of your logo, you need to know what your mission is. And we briefly talked about pivoting at that point, right? And which is kind of strange because it feels like that's kind of bled into what's been happening since. So, I mean, there's been a few pivots from you guys, let's be fair. Yeah. But it's probably fair to say that the one that's been happening quite recently is quite a big and fundamental one. I so, think it's the nucleus of having an idea and trying to figure out how you implement that idea and how, how you look around it. So <clears throat> where we've always been talking in like the technology space, we've, we've seen a lot of problems in there, and obviously we're passionate about that, and there's the whole e-waste thing, which is something that we're really taking an interest in. It's like there's been a, a core strand in that, and I suppose really when we, when we first set out, it wasn't like, here's the exact business we're going to do, here's how it's going to make money. It was like, actually, we want to set up a business that is going to impact this. And it's been a probably more of a journey about exploring how we go and deliver against that. And, you know, from my point of view is going into different ideas. And it's not only until you get into the business model that shit gets real, right? Like we've been sitting on ideas for, you know, two or three months doing the research, like really looking into the problems, validating the problems with customers. And then coming back and going, okay, well, how, how do you make a business out of this? And that's when shit really gets real. And that's where I suppose between Phil and I and one of the guys that we had involved in in the business up until recently was that's where it got really difficult, right? Because it's it tests the metal. So like, what is pivoting? So when I first heard the word pivot, I think of Ross trying to, Ross from French trying yeah. to take Pivot! the sofa down, Pivot! right? Pivot! 
But like from a business perspective, just just quickly explain what pivoting is. That's exactly what it is, really. It's, it's just a change of direction. It's a change of direction. I mean, and, and I think the one thing that we've learned in this is the quicker you can make those pivots, the better. Do you know I mean, you need to be able to look at them and go, is that decision right or wrong? No, yes, move. And I think like anyone that we've talked to who's probably in this world of startups, who's maybe been a few startups further than us have just said, the quicker you can do it is the better. And like, you know, we, we know we looked at ourselves and potentially probably beat ourselves up. We've gone down this rabbit hole, we call it, for like two months exploring this idea. But actually, it's only two months. It's not that long considering that you could, some people spend years on businesses and go, this is wrong. So, and, and we've gone through, I think, like four ideas. So this is probably our fourth iteration of the business as it is now. But like Matt said, it's all been around one kind of area. It's just discovering, exploring. We're not, we're not doing it, you know, and as you know, we're not doing something that we uh, have done before. So I think that's the other thing to take into account here. If you're going into a business or into an area that you don't know as well, you have to take longer to understand it because we're learning about an industry. Yeah, I think as well with the whole pivot, like that word is easily glamorized and I'm not trying to glamorize the word. Like it is by what we're saying, it is a change of direction and it's not a massive change of direction. It's a, For me, it's more of a change of business model. Right, So we've been trying to tackle the same thing around refurbished technology. The business model of how we're going to implement against that is what's changed. We've changed that direction. When we were talking about rental and, and looking at how we can build that whole ecosystem, you know, we went to market. We went and seen guys from customer finance, ex-Bright House guys, and got some really solid feedback. And actually, it was that market feedback that dictated whether or not we would be able to do it. Because from that point of view, when we were talking about tech rental and gadgets, sitting with all of the assets from a consumer credit perspective put too much liability in our court. And from an investment point of view and a lending point of view, it wasn't going to be an easy thing for us to get away. And then what we saw, as we saw with insurance, when we were looking at that space, four or five companies have gone down since. Like the people we were putting in our deck from a competition point of view and looking at how we differentiated ourselves. Rest in peace, Kinsu. I'm not joking. And even to this day, so it was a Kinsu, it was Back, back Me Up. There's been wow. Trove have pulled out of the UK. Yeah. So And that's quick. It, that was in that like was in two the months. Two months that we decided not to do that. It just happened. So you look back at that and go, thank fuck. We were having really deep conversations. We were putting partners in place for that. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. But we were getting that same level of feedback from that industry which is why we were going hold on well if that's what's happening there and they're struggling how are we going to be able to do it and then when you look deeper into those conditions you go do you know what let's not do this because we're going to get ourselves in a, a sticking point here or you can kind of see down the line where things are gonna 
fall down and then you know we're, we're marketing guys and we're looking at the marketing side of things and if we're going to struggle on the marketing side of stuff against a business model that is declining and doesn't make sense then fucking hell it certainly doesn't make sense to me so it's kind of at that stage when you're validating and building that business model that that that, that that's probably the consistent piece around every time you pivoted is when you've gone in but when, yeah you know when you've been in that stage that's when you've realized, yeah. oh, actually, this can't work when you switch. I think that's the, one of the main things that I've learned from this process is that, you know, we, we've looked at ideas and then we've gone, how do we validate these ideas? And by validation, it means that we've gone out and talked to customers. We've gone out and talked to people. We've set up questionnaires. We've gone into the industry and talked to industry experts. We then looked at market research from like we paid for research. Then we've gone to that level of looking at trends and data. And, like that's, that's a lot of work. But, but I think that's something that we've not done before in the, in the process of probably starting a business. And actually, I think that's probably something we've missed out because, you know, when you're trying to build an idea that's going to, that you want to stick with for five to seven years, you've got to look at what that roadmap might be in five years. What is the industry going to be like in five years? So we're trying to like, that there takes a lot of work. Um, and it, and you have to, you have to really spend that time doing it. I think the new thing as well in, in our situation is when we started our, first kind of main business which was the agency it was a happy accident you know we were we were f not forced but we ended up we, we landed in that spot because people wanted something that we had with some of the audiences we were working with this is different now because we're not we're not owning a space that we can monetize we're not trying to monetize something that we're already doing we're trying to take something from zero to 20 percent we're trying to get something off the ground we're trying to execute on an idea and a vision which is fundamentally different mm. We have to have a solid vision and an idea and a, a problem that we want to tackle. And that's been the thing that's taken us through to right now. We've spoke about it a lot. We spoke about purpose and I don't want to keep harping on about purpose, but having that solid North Star, which allows us to go, what is the problem we're tackling? And even down to the actual business, and this is probably where we've fallen into a trap a few times. We're looking too much at what problem that specific business solves as opposed to what's the big thing that we're solving? Do you see what I mean? So what's our North Star? If we're going to tackle global e-waste, that's what we're setting out to do, not how do we build a business for insurance? How do we build a business for tech, rental? So it's like the why doesn't change, but it's the how. Yeah. The how, that changes, yes. right? And yeah. I think we've felt victim of pigeonholing ourselves into these areas. Boxes. In the boxes. We've in, been putting ourselves yeah, yeah. in boxes. And it wasn't until we've just gone through the process of our latest deck where we've gone, actually, and even our latest deck, it wasn't until the last moment we looked at that problem slide and actually went, do you know what? It's not a refurbished tech. It, that, that's not the problem slide. The problem is there's 50 million tons of fucking e-waste. How can we impact that? I think and now it's starting yeah. to fall together. Yeah, I think having, trying to, yeah, keeping that North Star and also finding something that's big enough that scares you. You know what I mean? I think like a lot of the time, the reason yeah, why entrepreneurs, <laughs> no, we, everyone does it though. Like, I'm not saying like, you know, someone starts a hat company. It's like, I want to start a hat brand because it's going to be cool. But actually like, what's the bigger thing? Like, it's always like, how do you level up? And that's really hard process. It takes a lot out of you. Like the amount of time that me and Matt and you know, we were chatting to you yesterday, you were like, we're like in a, in a war bunker trying to come up with something that's so much bigger. It really takes out of you the energy it takes to kind of like push yourself to try and think bigger. I think that's what, you know, as a pivot, you know, he's got pivots have to almost be once you change direction, then how big is how why are you going that way and how fast can you get there? I think it's really interesting you talk about you finding something big enough to scare you because the thing that I'm really seeing through this process and this is fucking 
this like this is so like life changing for me is the fact that I didn't realize how my subconscious is built. Right, I am programmed from the way that we've worked, the way my upbringing is, to almost self sabotage yourself at a certain time. Like you need to tackle the bit in your mind that stops you from yeah. tackling something that's that big. Because we're sitting in a room going, yeah, let's tackle that. But there's always something, unless you address it in the back of your head, that will stop you from doing it because it's fucking impossible. And your brain will tell you this is impossible. And as long as you've got that thing in the back of your head that's telling you it's impossible, you won't do it. So this part of the process for me has been great. We're going through this idea of a business, but actually I've found some inner demons that I need to burn the shit out of because they're going to stop us. You know, when we and I looked back at some of the decks, the iterations of our decks, the reason why we haven't been putting in the problem we're tackling is 50 million global e-ways because the little demon in the back of my head when we're sat at 10 o'clock trying to finish a deck is going, oh, we need to solve refurbished tech or secondhand tech. And it's actually, no, 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 no. Stop it. You've got to go for the big problem. But training myself to rethink and re-understand my brain chemistry to allow me to do that is something that, you know, I've been learning the last few weeks. Have you had a similar experience? Yeah, 100%. Like looking back at the process that we've been through, we started off going, we're going to start another like influencer marketing platform. Like yeah, go back true. a year, a year and a half ago, that was like the easy pivot for us. Talk about pivot. Pivot one was marketing agency, brand, influencer platform, going to be a $10 billion industry. But what the fuck were we doing? Like not saying that's not a great industry and there's an amazing people doing shit there, but everyone... Everyone's doing it. And really, what problem is that tackling other than how to influence and persuade more people to buy things? Like, I don't know. So that, I think like if you start from where we were there to where we are now, it's been a massive journey, not just business-wise, but personally-wise on a discovery path of like what was the thing we were going to tackle. And we've touched upon this in other episodes, but the agency was a happy accident because we were like, how do we monetize our favorite music, grime, mm. and culture? That was the that was the that was the fucking goal. It wasn't about the the brand stuff. The brands were just facilitating our stuff to build things like the rated awards. So I feel like you know when you go back and you try and find that, that's a really interesting thing. And like like I said, if anyone's out there listening and and your business, you're looking at what the business tackles. Maybe the pivot isn't the business. It's about the why, and then the how will come. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe that's more where we've been pivoting around. But I feel like we got there. <laughs> I feel like we're in the best place we've got to, which is, you know, it has taken, I want anyone to listen to this, maybe four weeks we've been recording these, but it's actually been a six to eight month journey trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, and also just getting to grips with the fact that I feel super comfortable that we're entering a space which, you know, we're not, we don't need to look at trying to raise fucking loads of, of money. And we had... I've always been on the mind that, and we've always had businesses that have never relied on raising investment. We've always kept things lean and we've always tried to be profitable from day one. And I, I feel like what we had with, you know, through this journey and having another business partner involved made it difficult for us to be able to resonate on the same level in terms of ambitions. Not that the ambition of where we wanted the company be was different, but, you know, we had someone that was working with us that has worked with loads of startups that's raised loads of money. And although we recognize that raising capital is going to be important in our journey at some point, we weren't trying to build a business to raise 
well, we don't want to build a business that has to raise loads of money to get it off the ground. So the way that we're able to look now that we've ch taken this pivot and we've you know gone slightly separate ways with one of the guys we were working with before is we're now able to take the reins and go, do you know what? Let's fucking validate this. Let's build it. Let's make it lean. Let's make it profitable from the start. Yes, we'll probably need to raise capital at some point to scale it. And I go back to the conversation that we recently had with Gary Vaynerchuk when we had some time with him. And he was like, guys, this is your bread and butter. You've done this. You've done this with a fucking agency. Do it again. You don't need to raise money. Take it from naught to 20. You guys have the ability to do that. So go and do it. And, and I suppose hearing that back has been able to me to go, do you know what? Yeah, we can tackle global e-waste. We might need some cash on the way, but right now we're in control of everything we're doing and we can fucking validate this and we can make the money out of it. And what's interesting about that problem as well is that a lot of it's attitude shift. So you look at people right now, they're not even like, you know, and, the, and me to be fair as well, like I've discovered like, you know, I understand refurb now, but I, you know, I wasn't looking at it as a massive thing. Like I've bought secondhand, I've, I buy all my games from Kex. I, I understand the process, but actually looking at where that market is going and, and the shift of perception towards new technology, not actually um, increasing in terms of sales and ref people just buying more refurb. Actually, that's a really interesting thing there to, to, to go into because, people aren't thinking about it so as marketeers like we have an actual role in order to change people's perceptions like we did i think helped with at least with like people thinking about grime and what it was to where it is now as a mainstream culture like putting things like the rated ones rated awards shifted the perception of what people thought about a culture of music do you know what i mean i think like we can do that again with secondhand technology and that's going to be something that we can actually hang our hats on to a certain extent is so i think just to round this up just to make it make sense for anyone that's listening so we have seen, let's start with the problem, right? There's a massive ton of e-waste that's happening every year. New smartphones, new laptops, new iPads, new watches. The acceleration of technology is ridiculous. And yesterday, and the MPs came out and said they're going to look at, from a UK level, there's an epidemic and they're going to look at the processes and practices they put in place because it's getting, even in the UK, and this is bigger in China and in India, that's where we dump our e-waste, but in the UK, it's now getting worse. I've had a conscious shift as a consumer. I buy a lot of tech and I've only just started looking at, you know, buying secondhand, buying refurbished because I do recognize that in, with some vendors, a refurbished tech can be as good as new. And that's really interesting to me because I think that that's the answer to the global e-waste problem. If we keep tech in the cycle for longer, then we can reduce global e-waste. We can put pressure on the manufacturers to stop making us get a new iPhone every year. Um, and together, all of those things can tackle e-waste. Now, the big problem is people don't necessarily like to buy stuff secondhand. And if they do, obviously, there's a massive set of consumers that go to Kex and buy stuff secondhand, but it's a fucking awful experience. But, but you got not, not just Kex, there's Envirophones, there's all these secondhand refurbishments. Yeah, there's, even, a, lot of, even there's a lot of places where you can buy yeah, it. Yeah, and even manufacturers have their own outlets. And but. I think the attitude shifts in terms of dads buying their daughters their first phone, their kids' first phone, whatever, son, daughter, like me giving my mum my old handset so she doesn't have to buy a new phone. That's a really, really interesting space, but we, there's not a brand at the moment that without going too much into what our business plan is and giving away the secret sauce, at the moment, there's not a brand that caters for and can raise the awareness of that, which in turn can have the impact on the global e-waste figure. So where we were with rental, we thought that rental was an answer and we looked into it. And from a business point of view, really interesting opportunity to make the rental thing work. But again, 
from our business point of view in the bottom line, very challenging business to make work and to make money. So obviously we're in the business to impact, but also to make money. So it makes sense to focus on the cash. Can I ask about like how you, like just on a granular detail, like one of the difficult things you must have had and probably are still having is communicating those pivots to the various people that you've been speaking to in those last eight months. Like, <laughs> it's a journey, like, man. Like, how do you go about that? How do you articulate it? it? Like, well, you just talk from an honest point of view. Like, I think everybody that's been in the world that we're going into, entrepreneurs and startups, business, anyone that's got years of experience will understand that this happens in any business and businesses has to have to evolve. And actually, the, the, the more positive feedback's been, guys, the fact that you're looking at it, understanding it and changing it quickly really actually is a good thing because it shows me that if I put money in, and in a year's time, it's not working. You're going to think of a new idea or a way around trying to execute. That's really important, actually. We've had some really good feedback. And and we were obviously a little bit worried about that. Going, Fucking hell, we've got to tell everybody a new idea. But ultimately, two things have happened. One, we've had the same vision. So people are comfortable that we're still tackling that big vision problem. So that's kind of been okay. But also, just for, from an entrepreneur's point of view, people are investing in us. They're investing in what we're doing, what we say and do. They don't really care too much about the deck, although we've had some great feedback on how beautiful the decks looked. But people are like, look, guys, going back to what Phil said, we believe in you. And the best bit of feedback that we've had and something that we probably weren't as open to maybe four or five years ago was people are critiquing us. And I can see in the rooms of people when people are like, trying to hold back on their critique and ideas because they're scared to offend me. And I'm just like, guys, whatever you think, like lay it on. And the fact that we've been in those meetings, taking that on and then coming back and saying, do you know what? We took that on board. People are actually, I've had messages from people saying, do you know what? The way that you guys handle criticism is like a testament to you guys as entrepreneurs, because that's really, really important. A lot of entrepreneurs are so precious of their idea and so protective of criticism that they fail to see the bigger picture. And that's a really key thing from my experience so far with investors is that's they really look for that. Yeah. And there is a hard list of, list of questions as well that people ask on any business. And I think probably was something we'll go to when we're, when we're talking about the putting deck structures together and some of the questions that you get asked and the formats of like the validation and why now and all those kind of things that slides that we've put in. Yeah. So I think that's another episode. But, you know, the thing, as long as you can answer the questions that somebody has when you pivot, which is why, why, and then what's the you know why and then how are you going to execute it yeah and even if you don't have the answer just saying do you know what it's a very good point yeah we're going to go look at that and we'll come back to you with the answer and that is as as good as anything because it's yeah. honest and it's open and if you can come back and answer that question then fantastic and i think we're open to the fact that we don't know everything in this space like you know this yeah. is the first like consumer electronics yeah we've marketed them but we don't know about refurb market you know remanufacturing to a certain extent building marketplaces obviously we've worked on marketplaces and like so this is a whole new thing where we've been quite open as well going into this saying we're marketing guys you can build a brand create audience we're going to need to create a team so i think you know as you as you follow the journey and we'll probably wrap up the episode here is like you'll see like we're going to have to put the next questions in when people say to who's your cto who's your tech team what what platforms you're building on those are all questions that we now need to go but if you don't have a good idea and you don't have a reason why that yeah. you don't have anything. And we've Look, realized that the first stage has to be those two things. We know people that have raised money just on an idea yeah. and a deck. Luckily for us, like we've got the main components in place. We have experience and understanding of how to build 
a product, like we have that experience in our team, and we've been able to model the business. The biggest problem we had with the last business was the financials were so complicated that I couldn't model the business. There were so many factors in the financials of rental in terms of depreciation, customer lifetime value, the environmental economics that I couldn't answer. Mm. But give me, give me this business and you'll know how many spreadsheets I've done for our business in the past. I can model this business. I think that's right. There's three things you definitely need. And if we end the episode on a pivot, it's like you need a, a, a great why and a reason, a good idea and a business model that satisfies that. You need finances. You need to understand the business model, how it makes money. Like if you've got those kind of three elements, you can kind of go into me and have a conversation. The rest of the stuff you're going to answer as you go. But those three components are pretty key, like idea, validation, finances, and a, and a reason why is like the starting blocks. So that's right? Yeah. Good summary. So what happens now then? So we got this new thing. Sounds like, so do you put it into a document? Like every pivot you've made, okay. what's like... The How most important thing that? is communicating the idea. And then we talk a lot about pitch decks. It's not necessarily a pitch deck. It's basically that when you put something down on paper, you make that shit real. And just going through the process of going, here's the new idea. Let's communicate that on paper. Let's bring it to life. Let's put those words on a page and cement them down so people can read it. And, and it makes it real. Yeah, but we're back to the beginning. To answer your question, we're back to block one. So it's cool. We're going we're gonna to document everything that we've been doing and going through. But from, from day dot now, there'll be a new brand name, new company set up. Literally, we're going to give ourselves, like we talked about this, 66 days to take it from where we are now to MVP, which would be we want to try and acquire our, acquire our first customers. You know, so that's going to be a really interesting journey because we, you know, that's a lot of work in 66 days. So we're going to put head down now. And instead of getting into deck mode, it's going to be more about the creation of it, which is something I think. Well, it's executing, executing on, 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 on the, the deck idea. and on, on the idea. We, and I, yeah, the, we, we couldn't have moved forward without the idea, but now we've got to execute. So this is, the, this is going to be the bit that, like Gary says when he met him, it's like ideas are all great, but if you can't execute. So we've got to prove it to ourselves now that we can take something because it's been eight months. But where we're at now, which is a clear, we've got a very clear document of what the not just the idea is but the proposition and how it works like we've looked we've done the research we understand how it's going to make money we've looked at the numbers we've looked at the components that it's going to take to build this product we've got a really solid documentation of what the hell this thing is and how we're going to get it to market so we're talking about this 66 days we're giving ourselves 66 days to make this happen so from that deck to how do we get our first customer we're going to go through that whole journey we're going to go to the meetings we're going to tell people about it we're going to build a fucking prototype you know we're going to code some manual website shit we're going to get some customers we're going to do some ad spend and we're going to we're going to ultimately prove a hypothesis which this deck has done and this is the fun part <laughs> like yeah. in a well, way yeah. bring this, this, this is the fun part this is more the fun part like you know honestly being stuck in deck world and like, having ideas great but actually making it happen when you start seeing it come alive there's nothing better and the reason it's 66 days if people are asking like why that that is the 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 time it takes to build a new habit if you look it up on the internet generally if you do something for 66 days in a row it builds a new habit. So we've obviously like gone through different break patterns, you know, but this is a clean, we've got a clean window of 66 days now to kind of go, there's no other focus. Yeah. There's no other thing that really matters. That's a wrap people. Hope you enjoyed that episode. If there's anything we didn't cover, or if you have any questions, hit us up on social. And if you want more than just our voices, don't forget to head over to our YouTube channel where you can watch back these episodes in full. 
you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.